congratulations. You found it. The most inappropriate book club you never knew you were missing. Starring the original book divas, Martha Steele, Vonnie Golden, and Nicole Shaded. Also featuring book nerd, Jessica Butcher. These people are passionate about books. Maybe a little too passionate. Plotting world domination, one book at a time. They are three book girls. I have to tell you about this shirt I'm wearing since we're doing Facebook Live. Take, take a picture of this dang shirt. Okay, so I bought this shirt. Look, look at the front. I'm not going to lie. I was going to wear my shirt See today this? that said the book was better. I tied it in a knot back here because it's like a freaking hospital gown. <laughs> and oh, I can't, up. yeah, I can't move around without it like flopping open. <laughs> but it's the coolest shirt in the it's front. It's so you can show off your tramp stamp. <laughs> well, since I don't have a tramp stamp, that's an issue. But God, look at the front of the shirt, though. The book was better. Preach. Yeah. It always is. I know. So online shopping is great when it works. And when it fails, it usually fails Epically. horrendously. Remember that shirt that I bought on Zulily that one time? That was a good color on the oh, picture. And Jesus. then you got it in and it looked yeah. like something grandma would need. That anymore. was the ugliest <laughs> shirt ever. And what's really bad about how ugly that shirt was? About two weeks ago, I came to work and one of the salespeople was wearing <laughs> oh, not no. the same shirt, but it was like a really similar one. So I'm like, nice shirt. <laughs> so before the podcast, we went out to eat. Oh, yeah. That's my bad. son's girlfriend's birthday. And I ordered cupcakes from Coco's Cupcakes, which they're on Facebook. Awesome cupcake, cupcakes, by the way. But it's a lipstick. And I go to get into Martha's car with this cupcake pull apart cupcake thing cake. i don't know it's, it's a big is it a cake? cake that's and she's like is that a penis i'm like no it's not a penis it's lipstick oh my goodness seriously the food, it's the shape you know well, so it's she, not the it's, exact shape it's just pink on top the tips pink well the <laughs> tips pink normally I know but if you would have looked at it it yeah, looked like yeah but i just glanced at it every at podcast it. with some sort of like it's been brutal. Related. The last couple ones have been brutal. I like get in the car and I'm like, man, I should probably turn this down. <laughs> NSFW. But That's the, the point is, is I would not take a phallic shaped cupcake cake to your boyfriend's phallic. girlfriend or your son's girlfriend. But when we walked into the restaurant with the cake, they're like, the girl glances at it and she goes. Um, I can put you guys back there in the corner so you'll have your private It's like this seat. little room that's all by yourself. <laughs> so like, she thought it was at a garden. too. Yes. Maybe not. I think she. I think that's what she thought. She gave you the look. She gave me the look? She gave you the look. I think the she weirdest did. part about that is it was a cupcake cake for your son's girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> and they thought it was a penis. Uh, yeah, but they didn't know that. cake for my child's girlfriend I know. That's, really weird. that's a little wrong it a little is suggestion. wrong kind of odd. Uh, hey lynn hey baby hey. we love you <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> lynn. oh and we have to shout out our best barista we always say we're gonna do it we go through the drive-thru for our coffee at mm-hmm. the same time every friday night and we drive through there one night i was like i never tip this girl so i gave her a huge tip <laughs> so now she she's thinks stalking her so now she thinks we're awesome but she's training to be a nurse oh that's exciting <laughs> yeah she just told us that tonight and she goes man i can really prick you, i mean stick. i mean stick 
<laughs> I swear to God, though, the she first, did when say she that, very though. first when Martha first started talking to this barista, I think she scared her a little because she's like, "Why are you so interested in me?" <laughs> I just think she's. I just think she's wonderful. She's just the cutest little thing, and she's, no, I'm and not a funny. lesbian. Sheesh! Not that there's anything wrong with that. It's just that I'm a happily married heterosexual woman. And I'm not trying to hit on you. I just think you're a great barista. I know. Have you ever been to Katie Bugs? Katie Bugs. They just moved from Edmond to um, Automobile Alley. Uh-uh. What downtown. is it? It's like in the summer they do shaved ice and in the winter they do hot cocoa. But everything's like naturally made and homemade and they make oh. homemade marshmallows and they're like this big. <gasps> and they're all different flavors. Like oh she'll do my gosh. she'll do hot cocoa flavored marshmallows or pumpkin spice or gingerbread. See, not it's everything so in Oklahoma is noodling. We do actually have some really fantastic. Not all just catfish and hush puppies. Wait, where did that? <laughs> where did that come from? Yes. Who said we noodled? You do. I don't. No, I mean <laughs> no, in Oklahoma. Oklahoman. Yeah. I mean, there was a reality show about catfishing that actually takes place. Took place in. A, I don't know if it's still in on Oklahoma. the air, but it, I don't it know takes. It's place not in, on the air, but they do tours. So if you want to be a trained noodler, you can go down there and they'll teach you. And for those of you who don't know what noodling is, this is fishing without a fishing pole with your hand so you go down underneath the water and you stick your your whole arm up or the, your leg or your leg in the fish's mouth well you you stick it in holes in the on, yeah. on the bottom of the lake your fingers are big for yeah so you just wiggle your piggies and here comes that big ass catfish and they chomp down on your hand and you pull them out of the hole yeah that's and that's how you fish in that's Oklahoma. that's a poor man's fishing not all of us can afford poles you know <laughs> Them things but are expensive. I feel like that's not like an exclusive thing to Oklahoma. No, yeah, but it's very not. popular here, believe it or not. Jessica's a native, so she's feeling a little put upon it's right at the moment. We love it. I <laughs> had never heard of noodling until I moved here. Really? I do not think that that and is you know a New what? York thing. It's hunting season. Everybody's out there shooting them some doves. Now, hunting season was a thing in New York. Well, My yeah. school actually shut down. Yeah, so did mine. On the first day of hunting season because... Um, absentees were so high. That's when they do <laughs> fall break in Wyoming. They shut down the schools. And they offer hunter safety at school. That's pretty smart, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Twice. <laughs> now, Tyler, that, that is an Oklahoma like thing. In, in Oki, hunting, we hunting, don't put the G on the end of words. Hunting. Hunting. Fishing. 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 Smoking. Speaking of, speaking of words, the Today Show, this morning I was watching it. Um, Miriam Webster just released a bunch of new words. <gasps> really? Like 800 words. And I'm so embarrassed. Like, oh, no, like what is it? Instagramming got yeah. put in as a verb. So, like, hey, I Instagrammed that is now in as a verb. Time suck. So, when you do a mindless task, oh, is really? in there. So, time suck. Bougie got put in there. What's bougie the, mean? Like, bourgeois, like oh, fancy, like that's bougie? a little bougie. Well, bourgeois is a word. So. Yeah, but. Bougie. We are really angry. <laughs> angry is hangry a word got, now. Yeah, hangry got put now in, in there. the dictionary. Oh mm-hmm. my god! It's just very embarrassing to know that this is what we added to literary well, society. Yeah. <laughs> I can Instagram that. So if you make up a word and say it enough times, it just might end up in the. That's true. I mean, I mean conversation might be the next. We got. One. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> Jessica, tell us about your word today. Uh, I have a coworker. That was trying to explain that I'm a good tech because I talk to patients 
And she said, I'm just the type of person that I don't conversate unless I'm being conversated to. And I had to bite she my tongue. She said it that way. She said it that way. So hard. Because I was like, correcting people's grammar is rude. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, then think. I'm the rude I don't think that it is, though. I mean, like, I would rather somebody correct me than me walk around like an idiot the rest of my okay, life. Okay, Tyler, come and take a picture of this dude. I'm going to quote The Lost Ogle, which, by the way, is an awesome blog. If you're not uh, subscribed to The Lost Ogle, it's very Oklahoma. So take a picture of that dude. This guy ran for governor in Oklahoma. Didn't get very far. But he ran for governor in Oklahoma, okay? His name is Joe Exotic. He actually runs a an animal farm, zoo. Okay? Uh and he put a hit out on somebody earlier this year. <laughs> hit out on this someone? this blog ranked Joe Exotic number one in the Oklahoma gubernatorial candidate rankings. The rationale was Oklahoma is finally at the point where only a foul mouth, openly gay, marijuana smoking tiger zoo operator with his own promotional line of condoms can save us. Wait, pause. <laughs> promotional line of condoms? I didn't know that. Yes. I hadn't heard that bit. <laughs> yes, this is this is a quote. That's How do you quote. promote? From, from the Lost Ogle. Are they tiger strapped? The reason what we're talking about this is Joe Exotic earlier this week was indicted for a murder for hire plot. And yeah. he's like from a small town in Oklahoma. Yeah, he? he is. He's from someplace down Winniewood. Winniewood. Oh, I know where Winniewood yeah. is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So okay. this is Oklahoma, people. This is Oklahoma. Um, no, no he, actually, he actually tried to pay somebody to go down to Florida Genius. and bump some girl off for $3,000. He was only paying $3,000? Yeah. Well, that's the problem. It was too cheap. Life is cheap, man, for Joe Exotic. No, I'm saying that's why he got caught. <laughs> yeah, you gotta go It's because higher. the idiot that decided to do it for $3,000 like, wasn't yeah. very I'm, smart. I'm hitting, like, putting a hit out on somebody. I'm hiring Liam Neeson, not a three thousand dollar person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go at least five thousand. You get, you get what you pay for in Oklahoma. He did. I saw a meme the other day, and it was a picture at Walmart, and it was three different types of Monopoly, and it said, "What is it like living in Oklahoma?" And it was Sooneropoly. And Pokesopoly, and then in the middle, it was Bibleopoly. <laughs> and I was like, that's what it's like living in that's Oklahoma. Yeah, that's pretty accurate, sadly. But, of course, we are in Oklahoma, so that makes it automatically better. Because we're here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so don't, that means, don't judge a book by its cover. That's right. There are some good pages in there. The good pages are right here, people. <laughs> By the way, we want to say welcome back to Robbie, Robbie Coiner, our Hi, our Hello. beer former beer goddess. Yep, she's no, no longer God. with Coop, but she's still going to come to our big event. Yes, which would not have happened without her. So Yay. she's. I don't take credit. She's the queen. You should take credit. She's the queen of our world. <laughs> I we feel love like her. I just brought two of my favorite things and made you guys meet. So I was just but like, that is what it, yeah, it's how it all works out, though. <laughs> oh, and be, before we get off of our Facebook Live, which we need to do here pretty quick because we're running out of time, daylight. daylight, we got included in an article from BuzzFeed. Woohoo! 31 podcasts for every type of book lover. And we got number 19. Yep. So you guys got BuzzFeed and Bustle like in the same in week? In the same week. No, Bustle was last month. Was we it got last Bustle month? Bustle last month. Yeah, because we didn't know I about just, Oh, because I just saw the Bustle one. I haven't seen well, the BuzzFeed that's one. That's because then. I just shared it. I just found it. Oh. I, 
I like to Google myself when I'm home sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and I found We're I found not our name on Bustle when I Googled. Yeah, that was we kept wondering why our because we had a jump. Went up. We had a jump and we couldn't figure out where oh, it was really? from. We Googled ourselves at the library that night and didn't find it. But then later she found it and it came out a month ago. Yeah. And what it was I is I was like trying to find. Yeah, because I were starting a, a web page. And so I oh. went in trying to see if the web page came up through Google. And that's when I found Bustle. And, oh wow! And if gotta, anyone goes to the webpage, we're not done with it yet. So we're, we're, Bonnie's working very hard to get our new website up and running. It takes a lot, but yeah. it officially threebookgirls.com exists. Yeah, that's exciting. So working on getting all the information up there. I will get it. Just so will you post like what books you guys have reviewed yep. and stuff. We're gonna do that. Kind that's of that's make what I'm working on. I'm only stuff. on episode yep. twenty. I'm started from the bottom. Oh my gosh. I'm putting them all on so people can look and see. And we're what gonna we've sell read. our mugs. Oh, that's mm-hmm. exciting. I know. It's and then we exciting. can put totes. My totes. my goal this weekend is to put the event on our homepage mm-hmm. so that people it comes up first. That's exciting. I know, right? I, I'm so excited on every level today. They're gonna have to like. Pull me down from the ceiling like a helium balloon. I told Martha if she kept it up, I was going to make like her considering, get Like last week, you were in such a crappy mood. I was in a bad mood last week. Well, so. it's because of your book choices. Yeah, the, I had a great book this week, and that's part of the reason I'm feeling so spry. Because I it totally popped me back up to where I belong now. I'm reading good stuff. Not that, you know, and Either bo- that or it was the half of apple pie you ate this last week. Yeah. That's Apple the re- pie makes everybody happy. That's the reason that <laughs> yeah, I, that's true. I got more of, of a muffin top. They should, to a pie top. <laughs> yeah, I had to wear my shirt down because if I undo it, you're going to see my whole big old ass hanging out. <sighs> did I say ass? I did. Bonnie's dying to chastise me. Chastise you? Yes, right, because, because I recommended a book to her and when she finished it, she sent me a text. I said, I told her, I said, I can't believe you like this book. I'm going to give you such hell on Friday because it's like a love story. It is a book, but the main plot in it is a love story. It's not a love story. It's a love story about a guy who owns a bookstore. It's about a bookstore. It's about (laughs) a guy who owns a bookstore who falls in love. Yeah, but that's secondary. With a a bookseller. Yeah, but it's about books. Okay, well let me <laughs> let me tell you what this book is about. Well, you better give us title on artist, so we'll know what the I'm hell you're getting, talking about. I'm getting there. If you give me a so second, the Tin Man has a heart. <laughs> hey. She really does. She just likes to hide it. She's, you shouldn't always wear your heart in your sleeve. She's a sheep in wolf's clothing. Clothing. It is called the Storied Life of A.K. Fickery by Gabrielle Zevin, and this book starts out, and it's about a guy who's about 39. His wife had died, like, just a couple of years ago, and he owns a bookstore. And he's grumpy, not happy with anything in his life because, you know, he's still kind of mourning over his wife and whatever. And this lady comes in, and she's a seller for a publisher, and she's new to the bookstore. And the person who was the previous seller that used to... Um, visit him with the lists for fall and summer and spring and whatever had died and he hadn't heard about it. So she broke the news to him and because he's already grumpy and he was kind of put out that he didn't know that this person died, he was grumpy towards her. 
So that's how the book starts. And then after this meeting with this seller where he, you know, he's kind of chastising himself in his head because he's been a complete ass to this person and he didn't really need to be, he drinks himself until he passes out Mm -hmm. basically. And when he wakes up, a very rare book that he had in his personal collection is missing. And he doesn't know. He files a police report and everything. But it's like that one event kind of starts like a chain reaction. And he decides, you know, well, what the hell? If people are just going to steal whatever, I'm just not going to lock my doors anymore. So he quits locking the door to the bookstore. And he goes out for a run because he used to run cross-country run in school. And he decided he was going to get back in the habit. And he comes back and there's a baby in the bookstore, just a baby with a note that said the best place that I can think of my baby to grow up in is a bookstore. That's why I liked the book. That's what caught me. So, of course, you know, he he contacts the police again and it's it's a it's on Ellis Island, which I guess is pretty small town, not during tourist season. So, I mean, there's he sees the same policeman about the baby that shows up in his bookstore that he did for the book that was stolen. And they call social services and everything. But because it's a Friday, the social services won't even make it out until Monday. So you just have to take a ferry out to the island. Right. So he decides to just go ahead and keep the baby for the whole weekend. And by Monday, he's decided he just wants to keep the baby. He's grown attached Little girl's name's Maya. Baby, baby, she's baby. Like, no, well, no, she's like two. She's like one and a half or two. Still in diapers, but I think the book says that she's two. And yeah, I guess she wasn't. I baby. mean, he has to Google everything how to take care of a baby. He has absolutely <laughs> no clue. He doesn't even know what they eat. He Googles what do two years olds eat, and he calls his uh, sister-in-law and you know says, "I have this baby. I have no clue." And she comes over and. Kind of shows him the ropes and everything, and he decides to keep the baby. Well, it's like this baby makes him a better person. Yeah. It, like, gives him a reason not to be such a grouchy pants. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Not to be such a jerk to everybody. And because it kind of improves his mood, then he starts looking forward to his quarterly calls from the lady who sells them books, which, you know, she reminded me in the book, the way that they describe her of Vivian that was on a couple of weeks ago, because she's very, she's very librarian, old fashioned in her dressing. Mm -hmm. And like, she has a very unique taste and everything. And she's okay with it. She doesn't care that she is wearing a flower dress with a crocheted old lady's sweater over top of it. She likes it. So that's what she wears. I really liked her character. And so, you know, he, Then he goes and finds excuses to talk to her and, you know, Mm. like stuff like that. And there's a few twists and turns and you find out different things throughout the book. But it's basically just about this guy's life, A.K. Fickery's life, and about adopting this baby and courting this bookseller. And (laughs) and he... And Martha... And Martha liked this book. That's why I was like, I'm reading this and I'm like... Oh, my God, this is the sweetest (laughs) book. And Martha liked it. (laughs) Actually, I not only liked it, but before we started doing the podcast, um, the only person that I would really talk to about books was my sister-in-law, Julie. Mm -hmm. Because in the summer, you know, we would go 
to the lake and we would end up talking about books because she is in a book club. So she would always ask me, you know, keep your eyes open for a good book club read. Mm -hmm. So I had actually recommended recommended that book to her for her book club and they read it and they loved it. And so we've talked about that book back and forth for years. This book had this book was just really nostalgic. You know how you get that feeling when you read about somewhere where you grew up or there's something that's familiar. You're like, Mm -hmm. yes, I know that. Well, this was like this for me because some of the books that they talk about, I'm like, oh know that book and it just i liked it now you understand and it was the best thing ever in in movies or books when they reference a movie or book that you already love Mm -hmm. and you're like Mm -hmm. yes i feel that so it's about books it's about the bookstore it's about the love of books the fact that the woman who wants to she doesn't want to abandon her child but she has to so the place she chooses is a bookstore is a bookstore now to me you have me at that. Yeah. I mean, there's no way I could have not kept reading that book after that. I don't care how sappy it got. Yeah. And I love <laughs> the fact that even though he's grumpy, his question to get to know you is, what is your favorite book? A.K. Fickery's. And that's what I say to people. Yeah. And oh, it's no. just, it's it's really a, a book about a book lover for book lovers. In a bookstore. In a bookstore. And it has so many book references through it that you're just like, oh, I know that book. <laughs> have we ever had that conversation on here? What's no. everybody's favorite book? Oh, I'm sure we have. I have to. Oh, I have so many favorites. Anxiety. You gotta <laughs> knock it down to genre. <laughs> See, that's I what know. I say. Can't write down. That's like choosing your favorite child. <laughs> it's called A.K. Fickery. Okay. Yes. Do the whole thing. The Storied Life of A.J. Fickery by Gabrielle Zevin. Did you listen to the audio? I listened to the audio, yeah. I listened to my first ever audio book. Did you really? I don't know why you're... Well, I started it and I couldn't finish it. How come? You didn't like the reading? I don't know. I didn't like it. I I was trying to listen to it in the car like a couple weeks ago and I I couldn't do it. I don't know if it's because I was distracted because I was driving or what. Yeah, that and, and the book. Because, yeah, the book was not interesting. Yeah, see, that's part of the problem. People will choose a book to read in audio form and then I think it's just the like audio reading, part it's when it's like really reading just the book. any book. If it's a shitty book and it doesn't gonna, it's not going to capture your attention, reading the audio version isn't going to do it. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, it has to be the right book. Yeah, I agree. Because I'm going to have to get into that because I'm losing my car time oh yeah but i'll have about a 45 minute commute to work and from work my suggestion is to start with a book that's hilarious Mm -hmm. how about bossy pants is that the one by tina fey or or beauty queens that's the one i'm thinking of beauty queens is a great one to start with because it's very light you don't have to really you know it's almost like a young adult novel the other thing for me is like you have to have a good voice yeah. Sometimes the yeah. like this wonder. Ain't... I couldn't get through wonder in I, audio because I, I was just like, I stopped. You're joking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I stopped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That I... was like the room for me. I couldn't. I wanted to read the room, but the yep. little the little boy's voice that was narrating it at the beginning, I just couldn't. Yeah. Audio is a very particular animal. You have to be able yeah. to yeah. engage with it in a way that's really different. It's A.K. Fickery is a good voice. And it's it's not an extremely heavy novel. 
That might be a good one to I try. I think that, that was my problem is it was just too heavy of a book and I couldn't. Yeah. And he wasn't pausing when I felt like he should have paused. And it just really <laughs> bothered me. I was like. But sometimes audio can be really good for things like my witch book that I'm going to do for our Halloween month. Mm-hmm. The, a lot of the witches in the history of it have French names. So getting to hear the French yes. names is oh, that's beautiful. Nice. That's one of yeah. the reasons that I love audio so much because it feels like a vacation. Mm-hmm. Especially if you choose books. You know my love of, of British literature, Irish, Scottish, any of those. I was able to actually understand people on the train in Scotland, whereas the the people that were with me were totally like dumbfounded and couldn't understand a word of it. Because and it was, you listened. It's because I'm, I was acclimated to the way they speak, even though they were talking really fast. I got the entire conversation. I understood exactly what they were saying because it's, it's just the way they... What are they? It's what do they call that? It's Their a, dialect. Yeah, the dialect. They're speaking English. Yeah, but, but it's they've got different. all kinds of slang and different things. But the slang, a lot of times, is embedded in the books that you read if they're from that region. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's cool because you get to hear the pronunciation mm-hmm. of the different uh, words and the different um, names. So you don't feel so out of the water when you're in mm-hmm. a place like that. Yeah. I'm definitely going to try it again. I thought about maybe doing a book that I've already read that went like maybe doing the Harry Potter series again. Oh, the Harry Potter audio. series is so good on audio. That guy won an award. He oh, won really? A, he won an Who audio award. Uh, his name is Jim Dale. Huh. He is, if you asked me to choose the best audio narrator it's him. in the world, it would be Jim Dale. Mm-hmm. Absolutely no question. The guy can do 149. Well, let, let me rephrase that. In the Harry Potter series, he did 149 distinct characters. And by distinct, I mean... I could tell a difference. I could tell. He's really good. So try that. Really try the first Harry Potter. And, and if yeah. I'm wrong, you can tell me I'm wrong. But Doesn't I think you'll like Tom it. Tom Hanks narrate that book of short stories that he yeah. wrote? Yeah, he, he did. Tom Hanks oh, voice. my gosh. Yeah, and they're short stories. So you can do little bits. Yeah, that would be mm-hmm. nice. I definitely want to get into it. I just... I. I struggled with that book. And I think I definitely know. Probably just the book. Yeah. All right. Who wants to go next? Robbie, you want to dive in? Yeah, I can go. I'm really excited to talk about this book. Um, The author, I will be honest, it is probably middle school age. Okay. But I will be honest. I am a diehard Harry Potter fan. I have not read the Lord of the Rings books, but this is the best book about childhood just pure magic that I have read since the Harry Potter series oh wow and I know that that's like a pretty steep level Uh but the author she was the editor of a children's wildlife magazine for Steve Irwin's Australia Zoo oh wow and so I think she already knew how to captivate that imagination and that childlike mindset because she was already writing for children and then but this is her first novel and sometimes oh. I can really kind of tell when they're just like stepping their toes in unless they've just had an excellent editor. But the way that she described things, like it made me, I almost took a picture of it and sent it to you because I think you'll really like it. <laughs> it like, looks interesting. Before this book, I had read just like a really heavy emotional book and mm-hmm. I was kind of like. Needed a palette cleanser. Yeah. And so my sister gave it to me and she was like, oh, it's an easy read. You'll love it. That's the cover. Okay. So tell us what the title and artists are. Um. Title is Nevermore, 
The Trials of Morgan Crow, and the author is Jessica Townsend. If you're going to read it, wait until October because she's about to release the second book. And I'm like fiending to read the second one. And <laughs> Never more. I, I'm, I can already tell I'm going to need a first edition copy of that. Yeah, I'm going to try to find This is my sister's. If it's her first novel. This is my novel? sister's copy. Yeah. yeah. I'm definitely looking for it. So it starts out in the Republic, specifically the town Jackal Flax, which is another reason that I really enjoy this book because everything was just very like, whimsical and just I don't know how to describe it other than just like pure childhood imagination so it's about um this girl Morgan Crow she was born in evening tide um which any child born in evening tide is considered a cursed child so everything that goes wrong in the town of Jackalfax is blamed on her like she looked at a kid wrong and he lost a spelling bee. Like she waved at a woman and the woman had a heart attack or there was a flood or a fire. Like uh. everything is blamed on Morgan. And to make matters worse, her father is the chancellor of the town. So he's constantly just like having to write checks out to family to like replace their roof because it was Morgan's fault or, you know, uh. buy their kids clothes because it was Morgan's fault. Like he's just exhausted. And the reason they're called cursed children is because no cursed child lives past the age of 11 and it introduces the book into her 11th year, the ending of evening tide. So everyone's like getting excited and they're like willing her to like die. And so her dad like doesn't really want anything to do with her. Um, So all of the kids around Morgan's age go through this ceremony kind of similar to the divergent series where they're like given like what they're going to go into in life. Okay, their and profession. Yeah, but they're asked to be um, apprentices. So they're every child, not every child is offered an apprenticeship. So Morgan decides to go with her dad to get him a little, like a couple of brownie points because he's up for re-election. And when she gets there, she's offered like three apprenticeships. And everyone's like, what is going on? Like this never happens. Don't they know she's about to die? Um, and then they find out it's a joke And then they go to her last dinner and it's the last day of evening tide and she's about to die. Like she's in her funeral clothes, like they're having her last favorite meal. Um, And her like you can tell her family's just like ready for it to all be over. And then this random guy with this bright orange hair, totally eccentric, like comes through, busts through the house and his name's Jupiter North. And he's like, I wanted you to be an apprentice for me. And so he whisks her away and all of this weird stuff happens, and I'm not going to go into super detail because there's some pretty magical parts, um, but whisks her away to the town of Nevermore and says, um, there's going to be something special about you. You're going to compete in four challenges, and if you pass the four challenges, we're going to try to get you inducted into the Wondrous Society. Hmm. So she's going to compete in all four of these challenges, and then she has to show what her skill is. And there's just... I think one of the reasons why people love Harry Potter is there's something relatable about it. Like there's a main character and there's the two sidekicks and there's, you know, Hagrid, the burly guy that you just like fall in love with. Well, Mm -hmm. in this book, there's a Magnificat and it's this giant cat named Fenestra. And there's just all of these like there's an opera singer and a dwarf vampire and they all live (laughs) in Jupiter's Hotel Deucalion, you know, and they're all just this these wondrous people and you're like who are these people and she's just so amazed (coughs) and they love her and they accept her um you know but she still has you know the uh the hounds of gray and smoke like after her 
you know, because she's supposed to be dead. And so there's just these series of very magical events that happen. Um, it was all in all, like probably 15 out of five stars. Like I would read it again in a heartbeat and I'm already have it pre-ordered off of Amazon to read the second book. It's seriously one of the best books of just, just pure wondrous magic that I read in a long, long time. Well, I just ordered it. It was an excellent book. It sounds good. It sounds like somebody who like, like that Harry Potter series mm-hmm. would really like this book. I, I definitely recommend it. I've read the Harry Potter series several times on all the movies. Like this is right up to Harry Potter for me. It made me feel like a kid again. Like when I was reading it, like it's so funny. And I just, I laughed and it made me smile. Like, like one of those big dorky grins, like when you're reading and it's like, mm-hmm. your own, it's like I was in my own little wor- world. Like it was a fantastic book. Just keep those in mind and keep, get a copy and keep it because that's the kind of book that you're going to read to your kids. Oh, 100%. That's 100%. It's like Peter and the Star Catchers. Mm -hmm. Did did anybody ever read that one? I know it, but I haven't Mm -hmm. read it. Oh, that's one of those ones that falls into that sort of in-between. Yeah. You know, it's not quite a young adult book, but it's too complex for kids who are, you know, too young. I just reread Where the Red Fern Grows not too long ago. Oh, my gosh, that's my favorite. As a little kid, that was one of my absolute favorite books ever. And it's not really, mm-hmm. I would say it was a very young adult book. Oh, yeah. I read it in fourth grade. Funny story about Where the Red Friend Grows. So my mom was like, oh, you would really enjoy that book. You should read it because read it. I was a pretty sophisticated mm-hmm. reader when I was a kid. And I was in my bedroom and I was reading it. And I could hear my mom on the phone with her friend. Well, mm-hmm. I got to the end, you know, uh-huh. and as an eight-year-old kid, I lost it. Yeah. Like I'm like bawling in my bedroom. And my, I hear my mom get off the phone and I run into the living room. Mom! I'm like, you didn't tell me that they died. And like <laughs> lost it like face first on the carpet. Just she had to like pick me up and hold me and was like, it's okay. It's okay. And I was so upset at her. I was so mad. So upset. But it's, See, yeah. oh. I read it in school. So I oh, finished really? it like sitting at my desk at school. So I'm like. I still want to have an emotional response, but I can't because I'm in the middle of class. <laughs> I would have, I would have had to have been sent home. Like I my need to go to the nurse's office. <laughs> okay, so tell us the title and artist of this awesome book so that we can all have it for our very own. That would be Nevermore: The Trials of Morgan Crow um, by Jessica Townsend. I can't wait to read it. I've ordered a copy. <laughs> Jessica, darling, I read. Um, the Chalk Man by C.J. Tudor. Read, read it. it. You read reviewed it. it. Yep. Read it and reviewed it. Yes. Crap. Okay. That's okay. Go ahead. Um, I'm interested to see what you thought of it. That's probably when I was on or something like that. But I, the reason I saw it was one of the authors that I follow on t- Twitter uh-huh. retweeted this author's like post about having the Chalk Man. Yeah, like a new cover or something oh. like that. I can't remember what it was, but I was like, huh, that looks cool. I'm gonna go read that. <laughs> I don't know about you, but for me, I got a very like. Stranger Things kind of it feeling vibe vibe from it. I think that's probably pretty similar to what I said about it. Yeah. So it's, um, so it takes place in 1986 in Anderbury. And, um, there's a group of five kids. So there's Eddie, Fat Gav, Metal Mickey, Hoppo, and Nikki, who's the only girl who. Mm She's redheaded, so I automatically connect with her, even though she's hardly <laughs> in the book. But um, you redheads stick together. We do, we do. 
and they have a new the story starts with this like terrible accident at the carnival Mm -hmm. so eddie loses his wallet so he goes back to try and find it and he's 12 and he sees this pretty girl standing there with her friends and the next thing you know something has come off of the waltzers which i'm not sure what the waltzers it's a carnival ride but i'm not sure what they are but metal has flown off and like sheared half of her face off and almost cut her leg off and so he and this new teacher that has just come to town save her life and that's how the story starts and is this one of the five kids yep he's one of the five kids eddie is the main character and so they save her leg and her and she survives and stuff like that and then it bounces back and forth between 1986 and 2016 where eddie's an adult and he's a teacher bit of an alcohol problem and he's kind of haunted by these memories and he keeps talking about a murder that happens. And like mm-hmm. the more you get into the book, the more you find out. And as as kids, they started making chalk symbols that they would write outside of each other's house. Like a man with a little circle was meet me at the playground and like putting an exclamation point meant like urgent. And like two more was like really urgent. And so one day they all get meet at the playground three exclamation point urgents from different colors so all of them show up but they don't know who and they're like so who told you to come you did no i didn't well who told you to come you did no i didn't so they don't know who sent it to them and then they see all these other chalk drawings that lead them to body parts it's a creepy ass freaking book it's a creepy book and like the whole time you think that it's one person but the ending just throws you but it's very give me a very stranger things kind of it vibe because they're in fact i'm 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 certain that i talked about it being an it ripoff in the very first portion (laughs) of it but then it hit me and i kept going so i was glad i did because it's like you know Five kids that ride around on their bikes and get bullied by one of the kids' older brothers. And so you get that vibe, but they find a body. And and then in 2016, Eddie gets sent a letter with a piece of chalk and a little man drawn in it. (laughs) And then the whole thing starts again. Oh, that sounds really and one of their, yeah. And one of it the was friends. a creepy fucking book. Oh, it was creepy. The whole time I, I was like... I want to say that it might have been in October... Because I can't find it on the description of the. Um, the I don't uh, remember things. you reviewing that. I one. did. Yeah. Yep. I definitely did. Yeah. Does it turn into like supernatural? Like it, or no. is it no. more like no. no real life even it's creepier? Real life no. even creepier. Real you, life way creepier. Way I don't know creepier. if it's a book. I think it is. But have you seen the Snowman? Mm-hmm. Yes. You know what I'm talking about. I didn't that, see the Snowman. I read the Snowman. Okay, I've only seen the movie. Because we just stumbled Joe upon Nisbo. it one time. Um, but does it kind of have like that kind of vibe from it? Because mm. that's what I'm getting from her. A little bit. You get a little bit of it because, so the teacher that he saves this girl's life with is albino. And he gives them the chalk at the beginning. He gives it to like one of his friends for his birthday. And then he tells them, and his friends, it's the 80s. So he's like, what the fuck, chalk? Like, <laughs> you yeah. gave me chalk? And then he tells them about how he and his friends used to do that like, as a fun thing. Oh, and on a rainy day, they decide that they're going to do it too. So, and he kind of has this supernatural quality because he's albino, kind of creepy. And there's all this kind of weird stuff going on with yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, 
If you uh, like scary books, read it. Read The Chalk Man. Yep. I'd like to say that I do, but I know that. It was creepy. It's creepy, but I'm not like in a ghost's going to keep me up at night kind of way. More like. More like a serial killer kind of way. Yeah. Like, yeah, uh, like perfect those for don't Halloween. keep me up at night. Pfft. I know. The serial killer stuff, I'm like, eh. Just like your door, that keeps them out. I'm pretty sure that was in October. It had to have been in October because I don't see it in the description anywhere. I think I'm going to get it for 10. Last October. It was really good. I bought a copy from my bookshelf. I read it in like four days, which is quick for me considering I'm back in school. Good choice. I've been getting in my, I tried to get, I've been trying to get into my Halloween (laughs) motif. We're all reading Halloween books about right now. Oh yeah. I, so far. ready. Have I've read that one, and I have a book about haunted houses, and another scary book that I'm not sure what it's about yet. <laughs> I've got six or seven in my in my go. I'm reading a vampire book right now. I don't know if it's really scary. I think it's more funny than scary. But <laughs> I don't know if you guys reviewed it, but I just finished Behind Her Eyes. You know, I tried to read like... that, but that's it's kind of domestic violence type. Isn't it? No, oh, I can't remember. Somebody else told me that to read that. And it's I mean, like the new thriller that like even Stephen King was like, this is brilliant. Really? And I think the only reason why is I didn't get it. Like I didn't figure it out like I usually do. Um, but I don't know. It was good. That's a, that's Sam, about as creepy as I can go. I'm pretty sure I tried to read that and stopped for whatever reason. So, I don't remember why. Hmm. I can. I don't think I've ever actually read anything all the way through by Stephen King. I have. I I've started. Never, I've never read anything by. Him. I started Firestarter when I was younger. Yeah. And I just could never get through it. And then I don't think I've ever actually finished. Anything I think by him. At being on this podcast, you kind of almost have to read a Stephen King book. I mean, I read the book of short stories, but I've never read like a book book. Yeah, you definitely need to read one. See, Salem's Lot is a really easy one to get through. Did you read Misery? Are you going to read Misery for? No, I didn't do. Somebody else is doing Misery. Oh, are they? Is it? I think. Um, is it Alyssa that's doing oh, Misery? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's because right. Because I did. Um, Dolores Claiborne. Okay. Yeah, I he's did doing Dolores the Claiborne themes again for. Well, we're going to do an entire month of just scary books, mm-hmm. so they could be anything. We're not going to lump them into specific yeah. weeks or just a horror novel. Something yeah, that would be considered because we've done two years now. Yeah. To try to come up with. With you more know, the specific themes. themes. So we're just going to let all of our guests and us, we'll just read scary books during the month of October. And they're all different. Like, yeah, uh, Alyssa dibbed on Misery. I dibbed on uh, Something Wicked This Way Comes. You might want to give title and artist of your book. Um, okay. Title and artist again are is The Chalkman by C.J. Tudor. Do you remember a few years ago, it's been more than a few years ago, there was like some 12-year-olds that, they murdered one of their friends and it was off of a character. Yes. What character the was Slender that? Man. The Slender Man. The Slender Man. Yeah. That was on the, it's on the website Creepypasta. Yeah. Yeah. That there's was an HBO documentary creepy. about it. If you haven't oh seen it, gosh. it's really. It's I don't have weird. HBO. So. It needs to be on Netflix so I can watch it because when that story came out, I was like, <gasps> I know. Yeah. Totally creepy. Whoa. I'm sure there's, we'll have some true crime in October too. Oh, yeah. We're getting ready, people. We are reading books. We are getting ready. Yeah. Yeah. I think true crime books can give you, like, the creeps. I had nightmares after we read In Cold Blood in high school. I'm reading, um, oh, the one about the Golden State Killer. Oh, yeah. I had to to put it down for a little bit. Like, uh, I put it down for a while. Pretty extreme, huh? It's it's intense. Hmm. I wouldn't read it until I knew 
they caught him <laughs> because I knew better. <laughs> I am. Uh, all right, can I go? Yes, go. I'm Sorry. very excited. I, I just love this, the cover of this book. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to see this. The cover of this book, if you didn't see our Facebook Live, is Space Opera. And it has a, a disco ball with Saturn rings around mm-hmm. it. It's very shiny. It is very shiny. I'm digging it. I like that it says life is beautiful and life is stupid on the back. <laughs> yeah. In space, everyone can hear you sing. Hmm. It's by Catherine M. Valente, who is one of my favorite people now forever. I'm going to read you the very first couple of sentences here just to show you what kind of a... Once upon a time... On a small, watery, excitable planet called Earth. In a small, watery, excitable country called Italy. A soft-spoken, rather nice-looking gentleman by the name of Enrico Fermi was born into a family so overprotective that he felt compelled to invent the atom bomb. I love it already. (laughs) (laughs) I knew that I was going to love this book. Just based on the language. Her language is just beautiful. Her sentences are all beautiful, but they're funny, too. I love a funny book. This is The New Hitchhiker. That's the vibe I'm getting. It's even better than, sorry, Craig. It's even better than the Craig Allenson book I was talking about. The main reason that it's so awesome is that aliens come down to Earth, okay? And they say, okay, we've noticed you guys. We've we've noticed um, that you guys may be a sentient species, So we've decided to give you a test. So you have to go participate in this big galactic talent show, basically. And here's a list of people who could actually compete and win in the galaxy. So they give the list. And on the list, one of the people on the list is Yoko Ono. (laughs) One of them them is Bjork. Uh, Just the people that you would think of as not traditionally being considered great singers. Right. And the lead singer of this group, he has a really distinctive name, and and I'm not going to remember it. But anyway, this guy who's like a washed up rock star and had just the worst, one of the worst bands ever. He's on this list. And all the other people on the list are either dead or incapacitated. So they're like, okay, you're the guy. And his band is long ago broken up and one of the members is dead and he's all like, really? You're picking me over all of these other people. So, you know, they, the aliens are hilarious too. Mm-hmm. The, his guide, I guess you'd call her, it, whatever, is like this giant 10 foot flamingo looking thing. I know it's just the, it's the weirdest book ever. It's so weird. It's part gladiatorial I'm reading this from from the uh, from the description uh, part gladia, gladiatorial gladiatorial contest part beauty pageant part concert extravaganza wow <laughs> yeah so in order to keep earth from being obliterated and not considered a sentient species he has to place I think it's maybe up to 14th in this contest in order to save the earth. <laughs> I know. It, wow. I, it sounds so bizarre. American Idol for aliens. Exactly. Yeah. It sounds 
Like very hitchhikers. It's very hitchhiker. I love it. I listened to the audio and about maybe uh, 30 minutes to an hour in, I got on and ordered the book because it's that language that I love. I know I couldn't listen to it on high speed because I wanted to hear every single word, every single sentence. And then I wanted to look at every single sentence. That's why I listen to audio because I it's like it's like a screening process for me. I go through and I listen to find out what books I actually want to have on my shelf. And this when one, you go for auditions, if you make it through the audition, you yeah. might win a place on the bookshelf. Right. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Not always. And even if I like it and enjoy it and I'm entertained by it, doesn't mean I'm going to buy the book. I'm a book hoarder. This Bad. I'm going to get a first edition copy of this book. I don't have one. This is not a first edition copy, but I will get one. And if I'm lucky enough, I will get Catherine Valente to sign a book for me because I would love it. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. This is exactly what I needed after last week's book. Yes. You know, last week, as a matter of fact, the author of last week's book, I tweeted to her and told her to listen to our review. And she said... I'm glad that my book made you angry because, you know, that it it did exactly what it was supposed to do. Right. Because the subject matter was so distressing to me. Mm -hmm. And it was an excellent book. I liked it, loved it, but it made me very angry. Now, this book, I absolutely needed this at this moment in my life. It was hilarious. It was very fun, um, very entertaining. And I will go back to it when I need to be in a good mood. Have you read anything else by her? No. She's got some cool titles. Her The first one that popped up on her Goodreads profile was The Girl Who Circumnavigated oh, Fairyland in a Ship of Her Own Making. I bought that book as a first edition copy oh, you just did? for the title. Yeah, she. it's a whole yes. series. I didn't finish reading it, full disclosure, but <laughs> <laughs> because it's a, it's a young person's book. Mm. And my son's past that point, so I probably would have read it out loud to him. I'm looking up. Yes, it, it the way they describe it on this particular um, on the Goodreads profile is the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy meets Eurovision in an over-the-top science fiction spectacle, and that pretty much describes it. So, is it more science fiction or more comedy? Uh, is it like science fiction with comedic relief? It's definitely science fiction because it takes place in space. Yeah, and there's a lot of aliens in it, and a lot of description of aliens, and a lot of weird names and stuff like that. So. If you don't like science fiction, don't bother. Right. Because it is definitely very science fiction. But then, of course, you have the Earth people that are involved. You have the humans. And they take the cat along. And as a nice perk for the humans, they give the cat the ability to speak. Which is fucking hilarious (laughs) in itself. Absolutely over the top funny. Because the cat does exactly what you'd think a cat would do if you gave it the ability to speak. Tell you to fuck off. Basically, yeah. <laughs> I could give two shits what you people are doing. I'm over here doing my thing. Yep. <laughs> oh, I could go kill something now. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. It's wonderful. That's funny. So if you like uh, science fiction and you need an, a good laugh, this is definitely the book for you. It's called Space Opera by Catherine M. Valente. Awesome. All right. I'm starting on the Goldfinch this week. Are you? Yay, okay. Woo-hoo. I'm pretty excited. Yep. For those of you who want to attend our event, which of course is local, uh, get a copy of the Goldfinch by Donna Tart, the Book Thief by Marcus Zuzak, or 
the Night Circus, Night Circus by Aaron Morgenstern. Morgenstern. Yes. Okay. I knew it was Aaron and Morgan something. And since we're going to be doing Facebook Live during the event, then you can also read and participate with us from there. Yeah, because you can comment. Yeah, so you can comment back and forth and ask questions and we can <laughs> put your comment on there and it's going to be so fun. I'm so excited. And it's September 29th at Full Circle Bookstore with Coop L Works. They're bringing the beer. You still have to pay for it, but. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're going to be giving away some mugs and some different, a beer basket full of goodies and glasses and stuff like that. So. FaceTime me. And it'll be yes, fun. Yes, yeah. just yeah, yeah. Yeah. A bachelorette party. She'll be drunk, but she'll be there. <laughs> drunk I mean, if it's books. later enough in the evening, we might be a little tipsy ourselves. Woo! <laughs> uh, those 10-point beers, you know, you oh. get a little DNR in the system and it's it's all good. And those for you watching at home, just make sure that you stock your area with plenty of adult beverages so that you can drink along. Yes. <laughs> yeah, because, well, after starting that next week, you'll be able to get it cold. I know. Oklahoma's so changed exciting. their liquor laws, so... We're so in a normal world where you can buy real beer in the store mm-hmm. cold, mm-hmm. which because of some janky ass law from five bazillion years ago during prohibition, you weren't able to buy cold beer in the store unless it was basically water with alcohol waved over the top of it. Mm-hmm. What is it? Yeah. Three point? Three point two. Three point yeah. two. Well, three point two by Oklahoma standards, four percent by the way the rest of the world measures that. Right. Still shitty beer. <laughs> yeah. In my, Water. In my opinion. Water with a little hops. Exactly. So put that on your calendar now. Get those books read so that you can participate with the rest of us and we'll get. And even if you don't read them, participate anyways. Yeah. You might decide to read them after. Yep. Then you can hear all sure. about the books and you'll decide whether or not we're crazy for loving them, which you better not because. We're quite hilarious though. <laughs> they know that if they're listening. By the way, check out our article that we just got published in in BuzzFeed. BuzzFeed. Woo! The one on Bustle. Thank you, BuzzFeed. You and are... Bustle. Bustle was a good one, too. Yeah. BuzzFeed and Bustle. You guys are fucking rock, man. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. It's <laughs> awesome. Do you remember how I had a meltdown in March when I read the first two books of those two series? And I told you they didn't come out until September. Yeah. I just got them both in this week. <laughs> oh, was that, yeah. the, was that the Red Queen? Uh, no. Uh, it was Three Dark Crowns and Nevernight. Oh. oh. You're, we know what you're going to be reading. Yeah. Some excellent fantasy. There yes. is some reading in your future, that's for sure. Sorry, Garrett. <laughs> She's going to be busy. She won't want to do anything but read. No, no lot swallowing for you. We give Jessica a hard time because she's such a loud swallower. I don't even mean to. I think I, it's partially because I turn this way and swallow, so it's right by my throat. Maybe that's what it is. So we're giving her a hard time about it. We'll send it. you home with some penis cupcakes. <laughs> Garrett is, you know, he's so long suffering. He just sort of sits up there in the corner and goes, I can't fucking believe I'm sitting here, man. <laughs> and Jessica blushes the whole time. I do it so that Jessica can blush and Garrett does too. Yeah. Except for he's over there hiding in the corner. The whore in the corner. <laughs> Love you, Garrett. 
I really hope you didn't catch the noise that my throat just made. <laughs> I heard it <laughs> from here. <laughs> I don't know what to what. Mine does that sometimes. I'm, I always like... It sounded like a goat. Like <laughs> It did make some weird uh, stuff. Sorry, that was just me. <laughs> yeah. I apologize. Throats make weird noises, okay? I had goat cheese for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I guess that's going to do it for... That could have... Three book girls. Did enough of three book girls? Join the conversation on Facebook and follow them on Twitter and Instagram. If you really love them, share the podcast with a friend. Three Book Girls, a Steel Trap production.